Hi, Trinity Steve Vondran, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Okay, Attorney Steve Vondran here, licensed practice law in California and Arizona. We take federal copyright cases nationwide, and we are talking in this video, excuse me, it's not a video, it's a podcast. Sorry, I'm watching a little basketball today and decided to shoot this video here. So, But we are talking about theft of idea, copyright. We are talking about somebody taking your registered, your copyright registered book or screenplay and turning that into something else and stealing your idea. You know, it could be something like a plot for a reality TV show or a movie idea, but essentially submitting your ideas and having somebody steal it from you and then go and try to reproduce the work or make something that would be a derivative work under the copyright laws. So, so we're talking a little bit. Um, this is about uh, essentially tailors around the uh, Steven Spielberg E.T. case. Uh, some of you remember the movie E.T., and that in that case, somebody sued Spielberg saying that, hey, you basically took my my idea and my my well scripted, um, you know, uh, literary text and you tried to turn it into a movie. So I want some money. So that's kind of how these cases go down. But essentially, in order to prove now, let, let's start at the beginning. So if you're going to submit an idea, you want to be very careful because, yes, people do take ideas without trying to pay for them. And, yes, great ideas can be very hard to come by. So, you know, there can be an incentive for someone to say, you know, I'm not going to pay you a couple million dollars in licensing fees or royalties if I can simply find a way to get your idea and say, hey, we've already, we've already been working on that. Or, you know, we've been working on a very similar story and all those kinds of things that... If you're listening to this, um, you know, podcast, you probably say, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So you submit your idea. Somebody says, no, no, thanks. I don't think we're going to use it. And next thing you know, you, you see it on the big screen or you see a movie trailer and you say, oh, my God, that is so similar to my book or my screenplay or my idea that that had to be copied and usually people will suspect how they you know how how the defendant let's call them how the defendant may have got access to the copyrighted work so essentially you end up in a case where a plaintiff wants to sue a defendant seeking uh, royalties or damages and suing for copyright infringement, along with potentially some other claims like an implied breach of contract or other claims, Lanham Act sometimes. So um, the question in this video, <laughs> whoops, almost fell there. The question in this video is, you know, what is the test to prove copyright infringement and how close do the works need to be? Do they need to be substantially similar strikingly similar? What does it take to prove your infringement claim? Okay, so in general, in short, when a plaintiff is bringing a case for infringement, they need to first, they must make sure that the work is registered. It has to be registered with the Copyright Office if you're planning on bringing a lawsuit. So the first thing you want to do is ensure that your, your work is registered prior to anybody else's registering a similar work. Okay? Because the Copyright Office doesn't check, you know, verbatim, line by line in granting copyrights. That's left up to the, to the parties to do. So you need to show that you have a registered copyright, number one. You need to show that somebody else had access to your work. 
In other words, maybe you gave it to an agent and an agent gave it to the defendant, some sort of way to show that there was access. And three, you need to show that there was copying a substantially similar amount of original elements, okay? Original elements. So those are your three factors as a plaintiff. If you can get there, if you think you can prove these three elements, you might be able to assert a claim for copyright infringement and make a case. So let's take a look at these again. Register, that's easy. You go, once you prepare a work, you get it registered. And a registration of a copyright is a prerequisite to bringing a lawsuit. So first thing you want to do is make sure it's registered. Now, to the question of access. Now, this is being able to show that somebody actually accessed your copyrighted work. You need to be able to show that there was some sort of chain or you submitted your idea or you went out here and you had a non-disclosure agreement or you had an implied contract. You gave the idea to someone else or they were able to access it through a third party. So you want to be able to prove that definitively if you're a plaintiff. If you're the defendant, you want to attack that. Now, if you can't prove access or if you can't prove copying that somebody has made something substantially similar to yours, one of the things that you can do is try to show that your work and their work, the original protected copyright work and the alleged infringed work, are strikingly similar. If you can show that it's so strikingly similar where you would just go, oh my God, there's no way that two people uh, independently came up with this idea on their own. This had to have been a, a copying. They had to have had access. They had to have copyrighted this because it's just way too specific. Okay, so that's really what you're looking for. And in showing that the two are substantially similar, you're going to be looking at whether you can show that both the ideas and the expression are substantially similar. Now, usually courts are going to look at an extrinsic test, which, which we refer to as an objective test, where the court's looking at the characters, the concept, the feel of the work, the pace, the plot. The mood, the theme, the dialogue, the sequence of events, these are the things that the court's going to be looking at objectively to say, realistically speaking, can we show that these are strikingly similar or are some of these things just vague and unprotectable? Is the concept just a general concept and not very specific, which would not be protected? So the court's going to make that review. And in the Spielberg case, uh, even though if you read the blog that we have written, even though it looks very similar, it just doesn't appear to rise to the level of strikingly similar. And the court gave its reasons for that. And if you want to read the blog that um, we've posted on this. So, you know, you want to make sure that if you're a plaintiff that you can get you can get to this space. You want to make sure you have a defendant that has the ability to pay. Sometimes that's an insurance company. Sometimes you want to make sure you're able to sue an actual company that has funds as opposed to suing individuals who may not be able to pay your judgment if you were able to obtain a judgment. And, you know, you want to look at whether, you know, some works are just a verbatim copy or if it's a derivative work. Those are the kinds of arguments if you're a plaintiff, that you would want to be making. As a defendant, sometimes the defendants would argue this was completely independent creation. It may be a coincidence. I know it looks very similar, but, you know, guess what? There's only so many themes in the world that we can't 
um, you know, you know, there's, you know, there's love story in every, in every movie, there's a love story. So you can't have a monopoly on love story. So at any rate, you know, these are the fact by fact determinations that are made in these types of cases. If you're thinking that maybe you have a lawsuit or you want an attorney to give you a look to see if there, it was worth taking your case, perhaps on contingency fee basis, perhaps a hybrid fee basis, perhaps an hourly basis, Give us a call. You can find us on the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com, and we're happy to take a look at your case. So, But that's just, a, in general, what you want to show if you're a plaintiff and you can show a striking similarity. I think that's really the best. If you can prove access and copying, that's great, too. But, you know, to have that strong evidence that somebody's trying to essentially you know, hijack your intellectual property for commercial gain. Give us a call. We're happy to take a look. Attorney Steve Vondren. This is general legal information only and not legal advice or a substitute for legal advice. We hope you found it helpful. If you like it, give us a thumbs up or share it on your social media networks. We appreciate you following. Thanks a lot and welcome. And we will talk to you again on another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Take care now.